1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: All right, I think we are ready right now to head out to the Western Hotline where Buffalo Bills General Manager Brandon Bean joins us. Uh, Brandon, thanks for doing this today. It's Sal, it's Joe, and we always appreciate when we get
1: a chance to talk with you. No problem, Sal. Uh, Good to hear from you. Joe, nice to talk to you as well.
2: All right. well listen, uh, Brandon, this is great for us because it's our first chance and anybody's first chance to really talk to you about uh, your latest move. The team has signed Linval Joseph. Tell us about the defensive tackle, what went into this player and what's he going to bring to your defense?
1: Yeah, I mean, proven veteran. Um, Obviously he's had a long you know, history in this league and has played really good football and um you know, way back, you know, it's one of the older players in the game, but he's, you know, you, you watch his film from last season. He signed around this time with the Eagles uh last year and literally came off the couch. And, and uh, I think he started the very first week uh there and, and, and just, he, he's a, he's a one tech run stuffer in our defense. You know, we're not expecting him to be sacking the quarterback. It's, but to get to third down you gotta stop the run and, and so that's that's kind of his key role. Obviously some weeks back uh in London we lost Daquan Jones. So just trying to add a big body um back in there is to you know, for Eric Washington and uh to use in, in our D line rotation.
0: No knowing that, you know, you just mentioned, you know, getting after the quarterback, not necessarily an expectation here as much. With Jones going out and now Joseph in, is is part of the value here that he kind of slots or helps slots the rest of the position back into the roles that they kind of began the season in?
1: Yeah, I think it helps. You know, uh, you want to make sure you have your best rushers in there, and and so it helps you. You know, at, when it's time to get after the quarterback, and so I think just trying to, um, you know, again get to third down and then have the right guys that you want on there because you're right. Some other when Daquan went down. Now some of the guys that might have been in there on third are in there on you know on early downs and it uh, doesn't mean they can't do it but just trying to uh, you know we we rotate like hockey lines in there on on the D line so just trying to uh, keep those rushers as fresh as possible and again if you don't get to third down the rushers can't they can't be a, you know they can't affect the game or affect the quarterback. We love a good hockey reference here on the
2: extra point show. It's always good like for that. us, Brandon. Absolutely. I don't I, know much about hockey but I do know that. I think you you nailed that one, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Brandon, does this say anything about the possibility of Daquan Jones at all being able to come back this season? Do we have any definitive word on that? And I'll extend that question to Matt Milano as well.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I think we're just letting those guys, um, they're they're back in here, as I mentioned yesterday in the presser. It's yep. uh, been good to see them and all that, but uh, no, we're just... Right now, focused on on getting them healthy, and and um, that's probably you know the extent of it, and, and just kind of rolling with the guys we got.
2: All right, so you have Linval Joseph, you have Leonard Fournette, you bring these guys in. They're a little bit older. They come off the couch, as you say. What goes into that, Brandon? How do you know that a guy at that age is ready to play football? And you're not just signing someone. Like, what's the process that leads you to be comfortable with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, both of those guys, we've had conversations. I mean, we've been talking to, you know, Lindvall's agent for uh, probably three-plus weeks now and just kind of okay. filling it out. You know, obviously, we, we passed the trade deadline as well. So we were looking around there, what what our options were, uh, what could we afford, what, you know, what's available, knowing that um, if something didn't wow us that we thought we could get Lindvall in here. I know there was another team interested as well. So... Um, it wasn't 100% until we got him in the building yesterday and uh, met with him, and obviously he had to pass the physical, and, and we got him signed this morning. But you know, Leonard, uh, as I mentioned in my presser yesterday, I've, uh, I'm very fond of Leonard. Got to know him very well. You know, he, he, you know, back at LSU days and in that pre-draft process uh, before Jacksonville selected him, and, and uh, I really liked him a lot, and uh, he's a good player. Um, you know, and when he's rolling, when he's got his body right, and he's rolling, which his body looks good, he he's a tough player. So, you know, his is um, a little different. He'll have more of a playbook to learn, just having to learn the whole offense, because it's not just the run stuff. The pass pro is so important, being able to, you know, uh, do that if he's in the game and, and make sure Josh isn't getting a blindside hit or something like that. So, uh, it'll take him a little longer than, than Lin Bow. So, we, we put him on the practice squad, no promises, and uh, we like our crew, but you know, competition you know is good for everybody. And and so, at some point, if his number's called, we'll uh, we'll be excited to get him out there.
0: Is that you mentioned how Lindvall too also joined up with the Eagles middle of last year? Is that a growing trend in the league? Is a recency bias that like it's it feels like teams are more open than ever to if a veteran player doesn't want to do camp or it might it might not always be want to. Also, I know, but like if they don't really have interest in latching on till middle of the year make sure a team's a contender be fresh in the middle is that is that a trend do you see growing
1: I don't think it's a trend but I think there are guys out there that fit the mold and and, and it's, sometimes it could be a certain position you're available to do it um, as well and, and and part of fitting the mold is you know just a pros pro a guy that even if even if no team signed Linval Joseph, you know, we saw workout videos weeks ago. This guy right. uh, was, you know, squatting, I think, 600 and some pounds. I mean, he's just throwing weight around. He's just one of those guys that believes in in getting up every day. He's not laying around truly on the couch. He's, um, you know, he, he just got that mindset, I'm going to get up and attack the day. And, and so you, you you see him walking here yesterday, like, man, this is a huge man. Like, he just shook my yeah. hand, and, and I – he swallowed my whole hand up. I couldn't even see it. So he just, you know, he's in great. He looks like he's in great shape. You know, we'll see when we get him out there on the field what his conditioning is. Um, you know, no promises if he if he would play this week or not. I think um, it's not off the table, but we'll just you know we'll take that one day at a time.
2: Same thing for Russell Douglas as far as his possibility for this week, or you know wh- how are you treating that?
1: Yeah, same thing. Obviously, he got here, had to get through the physical before he passed all that practice and started. He's been on plane, so we didn't want to rush him out there. We just want him to watch and get around his teammates. You know, he'll be in, you know, full practice gear today and um, you know, it's a lot you're trying to pick up the defense. I'm sure there's some things that carry over from prior defenses he's been in. Um, it'll just, you know, ultimately be on Sean uh, and John Butler's comfort of does he know enough to execute the game plan at a high level. This is a, a talented offense, we know. And so you don't want to put him in a spot to fail either. And so that's the, the line you want for itself or for the team. You want to make sure he can go out there and play at a fast level. Um, and, you know, I think that'll be probably after Friday's practice, um, you know, at worst after Saturday's walkthrough, but probably got a pretty good feel after, you know, tomorrow afternoon where he's at mentally.
0: Bill's GM, Brandon Bean with us on the Western Hotline. Uh, is, is this it in terms of, like, remaining cap? I don't even have necessarily, like, a player position, like, that comes to mind to ask you about. But if there was another player opportunity that came about, like, would you have to work to make room?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really tight. Um, you know, we've obviously – we spent more money than I would have liked to right now just um, on on all these guys on IR. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate yeah. part of the thing. You plan the best you can, but, um, you know, to lose the guys at the magnitude we lost on defense, it just, it, it, it's not good for your salary cap. So, um, we're hoping that we have enough, but we need some good fortune. We need this injury trend to, you know, go away the second half so that we can have enough because every time you elevate a guy, you know, when from the practice squad, that's more money off off your your thing. Anytime you put a guy on IR, that's that's more money. So um, hopefully, you know, little to no IRs left for the second half, and and let's play healthy football. If so, you know, we could do something small, a minimum type guy, um, but nothing nothing beyond that, or, or we'd have to find a way to create more space, and it's really limited at this point.
2: Speaking of IR, Brandon, you have one guy in IR. I want to ask you about Dawson Knox and what his, you know, outlook looks like. I know he spoke to the media a little bit yesterday and said, you know, he just really wanted to get everything taken care of so he can come back healthy. And then you put Kyer Elam on IR today. If you can go through both those guys a little bit, where Dawson is at and the decision to put Kyer Kyer on IR.
1: Yeah, I mean Dawson obviously battled with that wrist for a little bit and it just wasn't healing. Um, it's one of those where. We- you know, we could see how we were kind of seeing how he could do, could he play with it? Where was the pain thresh? Could he do his job? And I think it was just getting hard on him. It wasn't really improving. I don't want to say it was getting worse, but um we just felt like at this point, let's let's get him back to hundred percent, let's fix it. I think he could you know, he'll be better for that in the in the long run. It it stinks to do that for a guy of Dawson's yeah. level, not only his play, but just his leadership and uh his dependability. So um, you know, hopefully get him back. That's, um, you know, you know, we'll see probably, you know, he's still some time away, you know, some, some weeks here, but, uh, I wouldn't say it's day to day. I would say it's more week to week at this point. And then, um, but we do expect him back. Uh, it's just, okay. it's just going to take a little time. And then Kair, um, you know, we're hopeful for him. You know, the ankle has, as I mentioned, has, has bothered him some and, and could he play? Yes. You know, he could but, uh, just not being able to push at times off the foot and, and, and really be himself. And it's – listen, uh, he's a young player, and maybe his confidence was wavering there a little bit too with with, with everything. And so let's get him 100%. Let's just, you know, stop re it, shut him down here for a little bit, let him let him get seen and, you know, get second and third opinions, all that good stuff. Make the right decision for him and, and get him back to 100% so that when he's out there – uh, he can be at his best.
2: This week, Bill's at Bengals, and of course we all know what happened last year in January. It's a lot of been talked about with DeMar returning, the team returning. My, my question for you as the organization, as the GM, Brandon, is you know, what do you guys do in this situation as far as resources to make sure that your players are comfortable in a good headspace because it's going to be talked about a lot this week, and everybody is going to obviously react a little bit differently. So what does the organization do in a situation like this?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have uh, a lot of checks and balances in place with our support staff. Everybody needs different things. You said it right there, Sal, and what you may need, I may need something different, but uh, yeah. we got a great support staff, um, you know, with Mark Carrier, um, uh, Dr. Des, uh, Lynn Vandenbos, uh, Kelsey, um, you know, all our trainers and and, and all that crew, everybody kind of needs a little something different but uh we've got all those little things in place some guys yeah maybe some individual one-on-one time with one of them maybe some small groups but uh i think everyone's under aware of, of what week it is and 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 we'll try and have them rated roll so that they can compartmentalize it the best and go out there and play fast
0: it's obviously also a big game because the, it's the team that you know knocked the bills out in the playoffs last year any part of you or even going back to the off season, Building the team with that game in mind, building the team with that opponent in mind, and where your confidence level would be that you know what happened in that playoff game um that your team is in position to not let that happen again
1: yeah, I mean um it was a unique set of circumstances, how that season ended with what we're talking about Demar, and and um I do think guys were in different head spaces you know down the stretch, but Uh, That is a really good team, a really talented team. And yes, you're always, um, when you build your team every year, you look at, you know, your division first and foremost, because if if you can't succeed in your division, it doesn't matter. And it always starts with your division. Uh, But beyond that, you're right. You do point out uh, these top teams and, you know, the two that we've probably had the most trouble with outside our division would be Cincy and Kansas city uh, most recently. So, uh, how do we stack up against them? What are their strengths? Where do we where do we have strengths, and where do we have to get better? So, yes, you're you're always looking to get better, and you, and you're also thinking of matchups uh, as you do that. So, we'll see. Obviously, uh, this is a different team for us, and 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 for them as well. Some parts have changed either through injury, you know, on both sides of the ball, or just natural roster transition with with free agency and, and the draft. So. Uh, different teams, but uh, they're they're well coached, well run uh, got a lot of friends on that staff. Um, you always want to beat them too, especially a team that ended your season like that. so it'd be a good game. I'm sure it'd be a great atmosphere even without um, what we know is is going to be a huge topic of of, of the return uh, back there since since what happened with Demar last year.
0: He's only one of uh, several players that weren't on the field that day. But your takeaway on Dalton Kincaid's rookie season to this point, both, Brandon, I would say with, you know, the 12 personnel packages when it's him and Dawson Knox on the field. And also, I mean, it's only one game, but this past Thursday, you know, seemingly having to take on some of uh, Dawson's role as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's uh, said it yesterday in the press, sir. I think he just – he doesn't flinch. Um, if you came and walked in our building and, and – you didn't you know he didn't have a jersey on, you didn't know who he was. You can kinda of tell who are young guys or newbies, or kinda of a little more wide eyed or following people. Like he's just comfortable in his own skin. He's very respectful um of the veterans, you know, in, in, in his own way, but he's not timid or shy. He just he blends right in and can take coaching. You know, if he screws up, he owns up, gotta do better there. He just uh he does not feel like a rookie and probably you know yes in preseason I would say he probably still did but I would say once we got into a few games the guys on the team don't even don't even look at him as a rookie anymore
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue And guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive It works just the way it sounds